Yay. I am super excited for our conversation today. And um, we're doing something that I haven't done before, where I'm bringing in another person, another beautiful being in human form for transmission. So this is like my first transmission talks. Like, I don't even know what we're going to call it, but it's super fun. And I'm super excited. So Barrett um, is my cosmic brother. And we've identified that he is another one of the founder beings in human form. So that has just been like glory, 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 wonderful, wonderful for me to just have more and more of these connections in human form. And all of you also are finding more and more of your own soul family and your cosmic family. And it's just it's really kicking up a notch now. So it's super fun. But I want to say a little bit about how did I find Bear? Because I know somebody's going to ask me that. So. I think it was a year and a half or maybe two years ago. I'm not 100% sure. Could have even been two and a half now. Um, Barrett, you posted something, um, a long form uh, story on your Facebook wall about your experience like a year later with your former partner, friend who had had the kind of near death experience and you walked him through all of that and like all of that story, which is incredible. And you should definitely share some of that story as you see fit. Um, once we get going, but there's so many of your stories are so amazing. I don't, I don't know how you're going to choose. Um, and we could just be here for hours and that'd be fine too. But I was right before you posted that, like literally within a day of that, I was just randomly guided as I often am and random is in quotes, of course, to your Facebook profile. I didn't know you. We didn't have any Facebook friends in common, nothing. I just was like blue brought to that post. And I read the post and I was like, what a cool story. But I had this very clear kind of information, send a friend request that's accepted, send a message. And I don't remember what I said. I'm sure I could look back in our chats, but basically to the extent of like feeling soul connection, cosmic connection, like I'm here whenever you feel right kind of a thing, right? Just opening the door. And we started having little chats here and there. And every now and then we'd have like a kind of a flurry of chats and be like, ooh, ooh, and then this, and then this. And then I also came to you to do work with you because you do these incredible, incredible energetic healing and integrating and whatever, you know, language, I'll let you use your language. I won't mess with it. Um, but I wanted to work with you around a couple of physical experiences that were challenging me that I was not able to shift energetically my own and that was as you I, I don't know if you remember but it was super beautiful and we're like we were supposed to have like an hour and a half session and it was like a half day and it was totally <laughs> right it was like of course right that you know it's me so that was really fun and then just the conversations just kept continuing and then fairly recently I kind of got the inner like okay yes as I from the beginning had this kind of like I think maybe like yes about founder being and so I got this kind of inner yes 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 go ahead and suggest it. Like, it'll be fine and see how kind of it lands. And we had that, remember, we had that like two day long, like crazy, <laughs> like we're with all the different things that we were sharing and all the different beautiful memories from other lives. And it was super fun. So that's just kind of how, how we're here at all in this. And we've been having some fun chats also with um, the with with Bree, also who I've mentioned in here, who's another human uh, human form founder being. Um, and what I wanted, what I, I one of the chats that we were having a couple of days ago, we were talking about kind of this new time sphere that you know I've mentioned in my most. If you haven't listened to my my, my most recent transmission, some of what I say today might not make any sense. But I'm not going to do a lot of like re, restating things because I who has time for that. But so listen to that. Like stop now and go back and listen to that if you're listening. <laughs> you didn't because things will make more sense. But so this new time sphere that has this, it's totally empty. Nothing is in it. The record keepers don't know what's happening, and they're just here for the super adventure as well. And this is the bonus round that I've been talking about um, since, I think, December, maybe November. And so it's like, how do we really move into that? That's been a really big topic for me um, for several days. And within that, what I've been hearing is this very inner, strong, repeated Radical deconstruction of identity, radical deconstruction of identity, radical deconstruction of identity. And even though we've been talking about that for a long time, it's like, okay, another layer of that and very personal for each person. And then in our recent chat, you were talking, Barrett, you were talking about 
the collapse of understanding. And, you know, my whole mind was like, yes, because I always am saying to people how, like, whatever we say, hold on to it loosely, whatever, whenever we put anything into words, it's a mental model. Any words that we use, any mental models that we use to describe any of these things are going to be at best inadequate. Most of the time, just radically wrong, but at best inadequate. And so it's just like, but it's what we use. You know, it's what we use at this stage. So just kind of hold it loosely, take what's useful, leave the rest without judgment and move on because what is useful right now might not be useful tomorrow or a month from now or five minutes from now. Right. And that's kind of like this acceleration of how long is a mental model or an understanding useful is just is becoming really fascinating to me. Um, okay. So. I have a couple of notes I actually made. I want to just kind of look at these because I want to kind of set us up with a couple of these thoughts. So I I do talk about the need for kind of some sort of mental model and then a visceral embodied feeling, sensation, experience. And that they kind of go hand in hand that I often talk about it like rock climbing where it's like doot, doot, doot. We get these little toe holds and we go up and we need both. I still feel strongly that those are true. Because that's just the human neurobiology and the nervous system in the human body is the bridge between the energy body and the physical body and between all of the kind of what the cosmic self is bringing in to the human and like how everything is kind of patterned in the human in many different ways. And recently becoming aware of my own cosmic self talking to my, talking to me through my nervous system. Actually, that was a kind of an interesting like. Well, we've never done it that way before. That's interesting. And it reminds me of that scene from Interstellar when he's in the Tesseract and he's like, mm-hmm. and he's poking on the books on the backs of the books to do like a Morse language. It was like, that's what it felt like in my body, in my nervous system was that like my cosmic self was like playing these little strings in my nervous system to be like, and this is the thing that you look at because you already have this mental model in your human mind about what does that sensation in my nervous system mean? And so it was like a breadcrumb basically, but ultimately just all of these models, like no model is the new model. Right. And so how do we even talk about that? It's totally crazy. And this, this kind of acceleration is so exponential now. So then the last thing before I want to kind of set things free here for conversation, I am going to quote Barrett, Barrett, (laughs) right? I mean, what's the point of like coming on as a guest on somebody's podcast if they're not going to quote you to yourself, you know? I mean, (laughs) a million years ago um, in one of my other professional lives, a long time ago, I I used to do some, uh, a specific kind of executive coaching and I was working with someone who was creating a huge like global mm, kind of partnership between an airport, which was like its own legal entity, a gigantic global company and a new to be created private uh, philanthropic foundation. And I was working with a guy who was kind of like doing all of that to help him with it. And he had the best line ever that I've, that I've kept where he was like, there's no sweeter sound than the sound of your own bullshit coming out of somebody else's mouth. This made me laugh. And what he really meant by that was really about like when you can kind of convince other people that, you know, what you want them to think is, you know, is their own idea. But it just popped into my head. I was just thinking of Barry just uh, as I'm talking about this. So these two quotes from you that I grabbed from our chat the other day made me so happy. And I was like, let's just use these as launching points to have conversation and just go wherever we want to go. So the first is, The brain takes so much energy slash life force from the organs trying to understand emotions, and it's exhausting for the biology. And your, you know, that what you had done in terms of this upgrade and what you were sharing, I was asking for intel about something for me, was to release all the mind slash brain's cords between emotions and the organs which frankly I'm still working with because it turned out to be a little bit harder to do than it seemed. Like at first I was like, yeah. And then I was like, well, that didn't quite work. Okay. But <laughs> it almost worked. But I'm still been working with it to talk more about that. Beautiful. And that whole concept of how much, um, how exhausting mm. it is for the brain to try to understand things and what a relief it is. It's such a relief and has been for me over these past recent years in particular to be able to just, like, I joke all the time, like, I just do what I'm told. I don't have to think about it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I just do what I'm told. It's so much easier. And when I don't have that immediate intel, that's when I'm, huh? 
I don't like this experience. But then I'm like, oh, that was most of my life until recently. So, okay. And then the second one was that understanding is only relevant the moment it is received. Then it's gone and irrelevant. Things get weird when we try to reiterate because it's all different. Mm. This is, I was talking about this in the recent transmission where I was like, I can barely put together what happened, you know, a week earlier energetically for the planet because that's so long ago now. And my understanding of it has changed. But to go through the, the process of, like, there's a process. I, anyway, I'm just so excited you're here. And I talked too much. So shut up now. <laughs> well, aloha. And thank you for having me on. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, let me just sink in for one second yeah and i did a terrible job with like names mm. and everything but i'll make sure that links to your socials are in the show notes and everything so that everybody can find the beautiful being that is currently called barrett lee tegner on the because <laughs> you guys are going to want to work with him when you learn more about him oh thank you so much yeah wow um I'm called to share this story um, actually from 2015 when I first started getting introduced to the collapse of understanding through deep dysregulation of my nervous system as it was being activated into deeper regulation, essentially. Um, so as this energy was coming in, it was shutting things off and then like the kind of the human used to how things are working kind of falls apart. Yeah. So basically what happened is I was living in Honolulu at the time and I had just moved there and I got this little restaurant job. I was like 23 years old or something. I don't know. And suddenly it was like literally like a flick of a switch. And I've had so many of these experiences where it's like a flick of a switch. All, everything is instantly different. And I suddenly had no, literally zero capacity um, to remember anything moment to moment. It was complete, pure presence and zero capacity to hold anything. I mean, not a second was too long. Like it was just coming in, coming out all the time, simultaneously, completely turned on, like just able to like you know, connect with my guests at the table and like fully receive what they were saying. But as they were saying it, I was forgetting it. And I'm writing down, you know, their orders and all these things. And like, you know, when you're a server, there's like a million different things that you have to remember. And I, and I asked life, I was like, what is going on? And they said, you're, you're, you're being activated into pure presence. And I was like, okay, well, this isn't really working for me because I have to work at a restaurant. And, and they just said, don't worry, like your memory is intuitive now. So I just flowed and was like, okay, everything I need to remember, I'll remember. And if I don't remember it, I must not need that information right now. And so it was this releasing of anxiety. And anxiety is basically the separation between what the body thinks it is and the divine truth of what that body actually is. So the idea of I should be remembering, but I'm not remembering is an anxiety of being out of alignment with what is true, even though you're not actually out of alignment. It's like a misperceiving of what's happening. Yeah. So I was working through all these, these releasings of anxiety around trying to do something that I was no longer required for. So it was a really, um, freeing experience in the end um and it's funny I was like vegan for like 15 years up until this point and it was actually the energetics of the islands that I was becoming accustomed to that my body actually required meat at first in order to ground into just being on that land um and it's funny because when I moved back to San Francisco all of a sudden my body's like oh get that away from me like we want to be just plant-based I'm like okay like make up your mind <laughs> But that's also part of this this deconstruction, the collapse of understanding. Yeah. And that is everything is relevant for when it's relevant. Yeah. 
I know what I know when I need to know it. And until then, I don't know. So remaining in this empty place of no understanding call the no paradigm, we don't have to hold paradigms or mental models, yet we have complete access to every paradigm and every mental model at any moment's notice, should we require it. And you'll find this when, if you're going through it, that you'll, going through this initiation in your own life, You'll try and explain something to someone with a mental model or whatever it is, and it won't land. It won't even land for you. And it's life trying to say, that's not true in this moment. Can you listen deeper to something that's actually true uh, right now? And sometimes that's completely different information. And I have found myself, you know, working with clients and, and sessions and groups, you know, one person will say one thing. And 10 seconds later, I may say another thing. And I, and I noticed this as, you know, in my earlier days, I was just channeling. So I, I would notice how I would bring through a certain information because I was using the information as a tool. So I was using the paradigm as something to shift something I could feel in their subconscious on the body level. As soon as that was initiated and integrated, which could have been 10 seconds later, then I could say this thing over here. And then shift it. So it's like I, I could see where they where they were going, what capacity they could hold. But there's a route that is the quantum route that will get to that space. And it's, it's not a linear uh, model of understanding. So when I say no paradigm is the new paradigm mm-hmm. in the quote unquote old paradigm, which doesn't even actually exist. It's arts prior to its creation is that there a paradigm would be a one and a zero in a binary system. And so we're like, oh, this is this is what's true. This is how we understand something. But in no paradigm, what it is, is quantum suspension. And I call that the, the easiest way to keep yourself in, in quantum suspension is maybe never that or better. So the maybe never is maybe maybe I never get what I want or maybe this is never maybe this has never been true that getting very specific on the human and what the human wants, what the human needs, all these very like basic level human things and or better. So that's the opening up. And so when you can hold the maybe never that or better, it's all these little cords that the mind tries to hook into in order to create stability and safety are retracted into the creative chaos that is that quantum space. And when we are willing to be completely proven wrong at a moment's notice, we will actually like the upload download speed of what we can move through energetically information wise shifts completely. And that's when that data that we were holding previously can be collapsed. And that's what I call the collapse of understanding. Because now it's, oh, whatever I need to know in this moment, whatever I need to understand in order to complete it will be here. And as soon as I move into the next moment, it doesn't have to be here. And I can actually relax, really deeply relax into trusting the flow so completely that I don't have to piece together things in order to maintain a sense of constancy. I am that which maintains constancy across every transition. Yeah. That's so, so incredibly beautifully stated and powerful. And what I love, like there's so many things about that that I love. One of the things I love about it is I'm just loving the human experience for a moment and how wonderful it is to hear words how much my brain particularly the gifted brain right like when we talk about this sometimes in here like the gifted brain like my gifted brain is like uh-huh give me the more words give me the more words and then I go ooh, ooh, yeah ah, ooh, ah, and all these little connections fire off as you're talking but what you're talking about is how then that just immediately just moves past and it's just so fun like I just love to play with that but I also just want to ask you because 
how you're describing that of like the kind of the, you know, um, the collapse of the binary system. So like for me, it feels very much like the idea of this experience in humans on earth being binary or being polarity or duality defined is actually just an inversion and a false like like an inversion of an of infinity is really kind of how I tend to talk about it right so like infinity is actually like this big huge sort of circle really actually and it got twisted literally into that infinity symbol and then as a result we got kind of locked in to this polarity duality model but actually it's a it's a trinity model I feel here and so as you were talking I was kind of sensing in my kind of my inner eye was giving me this view of like of a triangle and these sort of the two opposite points right if you're doing the sort of like I can't remember your exact beautiful words but the sort of like maybe never right and then like that or better right yeah and then always do or better always I'm always telling you like whatever you think you want that or better right because don't pretend to have the best imagination in the universe and um but that really that kind of like that third space that's very like to me that's what's really fun and interesting whether it's created through the two coming together or the holding of the paradox of the tension of them or like some collapsing that occurs like into the zero in space or the blank space like all, any and all of those things are actually where things are really fun to me and like kind of just the spiral of it all um i want this term go ahead. there's this term called uh tensegrity and that's it's referring to the the fascia system in the body, but tensegrity is is all these components all interrelated to each other, and the tension between them creates the integrity of the system, but it's fluid simultaneously. Yeah. And the fascia is like is, is the the quantum matrix, like you know, in is the physical manifestation of that. So it's just interesting to know, like all these different points of interest that we can touch into and how they interrelate with everything. And I love what you said, like, or better, because the imagination we think of as this like infinitely, infinitely expansive thing, but actually imagination was created. And so it's a container. And so when we're, when we're calling on that, you know, or better, we're literally creating outside of what, um, has already been created, which to me is, is the miracle zone and the most exciting part to exist and play in. So <laughs> I want to get you to pull apart more about this releasing the mind brain's cords between emotions and the organs. Can you, can you go into that a little bit? Talk like, like kind of deconstruct it a little bit more. The brain, the energy, life, portion, the organs, trying emotions. Yeah, yeah, so this is actually, um, it's going a little bit further than the collapse of understanding because, I, so I, I went through the collapse of understanding, but I've also been working myself through the next collapse because I was like, oh, this is obviously not the last piece um, because the heart um, is going to integrate into the gut and then it continues integrating further and further. But the collapse of stories is actually where that comes from because the mind's job is designed to create understanding around a particular experience. So it's like the music and the play. So if you could take the soundtrack away from a theatrical play, the music is the mind's job. The play of what's happening is just literally complete silence, just observing. There's just presence. That's, that's the, presence exploring itself if just the visual of what is occurring the music that we're playing is the story that we're playing and that's the mind's job and when this uh started to unhook uh was it was it could have been dangerous in the wrong hands like if someone was having this awakening and they didn't know what was actually happening it could have been dangerous because i was cooking a bolognese in my apartment and Suddenly, out of nowhere, I feel a rush of energy that was so full of rage and so angry and so cold, I could have literally cold-blooded killed someone in that moment. Like, it was just this understanding of, like, wow, I know what I know what it would require in order to do that. 
And thank God this emotion is transmuting through my being because I'm not convinced that I, and I don't even need a story. I can literally feel. And so I've often found myself being a portal for really intense emotions to be uh, transmuted through from um, the collective um, and from just what this body has gone through um, that I've, you know, I've shared with you uh, personally and throughout my life. And so there's just a lot of um, stories that could play out. But unfortunately, when we're, you know, people are, quote unquote, on the healing journey, they're actually just manipulating stories in their mind and reforming stories in their mind, which can be helpful to a certain extent. But I'm sure, you know, yourself, myself, anyone listening to this is in a much different process of their embodiment. So the collapse of stories is no longer requiring something in order to feel like I don't need to be upset with my mother in order for this feeling to be felt. And this, like I can tell you that my mind is like connected to certain, uh, my colon and different uh, parts of my intestines, and there's, like, a few strings to my spleen, and, like, one to my left kidney, so it's, like, that's just me scanning right now, um, so it's, like, now I can go into that and kind of, like, strum those strings, like, oh, what, what's this? Oh, we totally just froze just there. We totally just froze. I don't know if you can hear me. So the the untwisting, the unhooking of the mind. Hang on is, a second. We just yeah. froze, and we just froze. So of course I lost that really cool thing that you were going to say, which totally made me laugh. I was like, oh no, we're going to come back and get that re-recorded technology. <laughs> I don't think you won on that one. Like, eh, <laughs> get in here and fix that, upgrade that technology. Okay, so say which that part? again. So you were you were just I lost you at the um uh that you were seeing these chords and which was by the way making me feel better because I was like oh okay good then like it, I don't feel bad that I didn't like end up removing all of those as successfully as I wanted to the other day when we were talking about it but you know it's all about me and <laughs> well the interesting thing is because the stories are hard to untangle because it's the um even ones that the the, the hardest one is the stories that feel most relevant to us those are the most difficult because they feel so of that true story in order for something more full of the next octave to come in and actually integrate. Okay. We did lose a little bit of that again with just the Wi-Fi situation, whatever it is, but um, we got most of it. (laughs) So, all right. So in terms of for me, right? Like, so let's make me the guinea pig for a minute. I want to understand, I know we're like collapse of understanding, but I want to understand like, hello, gifted people. That's me. Like I have to understand it. I'm going to make myself understand it before I do it. But I have these. So if we have these cords between the mind, between the brain, between emotions and the organs. Well, I can't quite feel those. I'm trying to feel into it. So are we saying that the organs are holding emotion that the brain is trying to understand? The organs are actually. The the organs have information for the brain to use to try to understand emotions, or is it just a pure, like, we're taking the organs life force in order to work over time in a way that we don't need to in order to understand emotions? Um. Organs are metabolizing sites mm-hmm. or energetics. Yeah. Okay. The energetics get stepped down into an emotion mm-hmm. because emotion hasn't necessarily been safe to feel. Mm-hmm. The mind's job is to figure out who to blame. 
Yeah. <laughs> so the mind is like, oh, I'm feeling this because that person did that thing or I did this thing incorrectly, right? There's a lot, a lot of um, most, probably most people listening to this, anyone who has like spiritual journey as part of their, their uh, sense and, and soul journey is probably blaming themselves. And that's why it's the end of the healing journey. The collapse of understanding is the end of the healing journey and into full resolved embodiment. Mm -hmm. And the attempts to understand um, emotion and tell a story, even if we think it's a good story, aren't necessarily helpful if we keep attaching to what that story means. Um, as soon as I could release, um, for example, I had, I was walking around, um, this was a couple of weeks ago, and my foot was so painful and I couldn't take steps. I'm like, what is happening with my foot right now? For a whole week, my foot is just ballooning and ballooning and my ankle starts to hurt. I can barely move my ankle, then my knee and then my hip. And I'm like, like limping around. <laughs> and, you know, I live in Hawaii where there's tons of staff, right? So, but I'm, this is not even in my mind. I'm just like, what is going on? I thought I like twisted my ankle. So a week into this, I'm like picking at my foot and just realize that my foot is actually just full on abscess and top of my foot is twice the size as it normally should be. And the red is just covering my entire foot. And I sit with it and I'm like, okay, show me what needs to be resolved. And in order for this to heal right now. And so I'm just going into it and I'm pulling out like these little strings of frequencies, energies, stories. And the stories were unconscious and from childhood mm -hmm. where I was attempting to punish my mother for not giving me the love that I wanted or needed. And I didn't realize that as a kid, I always felt like I had a really great relationship with my mother. Mm -hmm. And I know from the work that I do that bacteria is related to metabolizing guilt. So bacteria, viruses, all these things, they also work on activating, initiating, and embodying certain aspects of um, the emotional body. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, where is this guilt? Like, I don't feel guilty. And then I realize, oh, I'm trying to punish my mom. I'm putting guilt on her for being, quote, unquote, bad mother. So I'm pulling out all these stories of, like, just pain and sorrow, but really it's the story that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And because I could have just felt what I felt as a child and not attached a story to it, which a child wouldn't do because they wouldn't have that conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. But I'm pulling out these stories. And 20 minutes later, all the swelling, all the pain is gone. And the red spot is like a small little dime size on the top of my foot. <laughs> so it's literally the stories that we're telling that create the inflammation. The information is an inflammation inflammation, collapsing data or understanding, we're reducing the load on the physical form that is caused by attempting to understand. And by releasing that, the mind can actually function as a place that you move up into and resource and then come back down into pure felt resonant experience. Yeah. And it's so potent and so simple and the more that we we practice this and just return the more the gravity of our being anchors further and further and further into the body um and and part of that you know with the foot was me literally coming into the body at the ankle at the foot and grounding in through my masculine um in into physical form so it's just it's really interesting what's happening right now and i'm so excited excited to be able to share this with you that, and everyone. that's such a great 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 story i love that story so much and it's it's totally just popping me back into the 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 embodied experience of from a couple of weeks ago maybe now it's almost three weeks ago now of the awareness that all this inflammation 
that I was experiencing in my body, I had this huge, like, giant swelling, like, on the right side of my face. It was massive. And then also the right side of my, of my ankle. And, like, it was, like, it was, like, bigger than a golf ball, just, like, and then, like, it was ridiculous. It was totally, and it was, it was just out of the blue, so to speak. And, but then the awareness, and I shared about this in an earlier thing, so I won't spend a lot of time here, but that essentially there was a backlog of data transfer that's supposed to go to the record keepers that the old record keeper system had to get re- totally removed and upgraded, which Melkor was working on. And so, and I still feel like there's like little pieces in that, at least for the rate of creation that I have within myself. Like I am all, like we're, we're all constantly creating. Everybody's constantly creating. Just, you're just alive in this cosmos, whatever form you're in, you're creating all the time. You're just like, doop, making little codes, making little things, making like, just going around, just, you know, shitting out new magical codes, right? Like, that's just what you're just by existing, right? So the rate at which I create is so fast, so prolific, that, like, I broke that system, which we needed to break it. So that was good. That helps everybody else as well. But it still isn't fast enough in the uptake. So I regularly still have to go in and be like, push it out, get it all out, like, you know, airdrop it over, like, into the records, like, manual, you know, they're still still fixing it. And um, I, I don't have inflammation from it, but I can feel now, because I now I know what is that visceral feeling inside of, like, oh, data backlog. And it's very related also to this uh, to this experience of more and more of my cosmic self coming in, because that's like the only thing I'm interested in lately is like more of my cosmic self into my body. Like, let's bring it in. And it just it's sometimes it's multiple times a day. I have these big waves. Sometimes it's every few minutes. Sometimes it's only once or twice a day. But it's just like whether I'm directing it and being like, OK, we're going to do bring more in, bring more in. Or it just starts to kind of happen and I become aware that it more is coming in. It's always the best feeling. It's like my new favorite feeling in my body when that's happening, because then on the other side of it, I just feel even more kind of light and lightful and just open and airy inside. And even though in the moment that it's happening, there's a feeling of like, oh, I'm sliding a really big hand into a really tight glove, you know, like, is that going to really work? Just keep going. Shimmy it in, shimmy it in. Like, okay, shimmy it. And like, ah, oh, that's awesome. You know, once it's in there, it feels fantastic. And I kind of now have this interesting experience of when I feel certain little like twingy things in my body that I feel are mostly related either to little like inflammation. I love this inflammation is, is information thing. It's blowing my mind. Um, but also like all these tiny little like nerve system updates that are happening. Like, and there's so many of them that I'm just like, Oh, let's look at the work with those, work with those, work with those, work with those. Okay. Fix that, fix that. Okay. I move that out, move that out, move that out. Oh, here comes more in, right? Bring now more of me can come in and all these things are happening so that more of you can come in anyway I don't know if that makes any sense at all but you just brought me into the feeling of it with your story which is so amazing <sighs> so oh fun. god it's so, so good so the <laughs> the I was brought to this ever since I was a kid I get these little updates right and when I was like I don't know like teenager I would hear like you're embodying about, I mean, embody wasn't the word that was used at the time, but 1% of your capacity is alive. And I'm like, wow, I feel really, really freaking amazing right now. 1%, that's great, you know? And then I remember, like, for most of my adult life, I've gotten these random updates of, like, 5%, you're at 5%, you know, mm-hmm. 5% capacity. And then I'm, 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 at the time, I'm just like, this is like the most epic thing I could ever imagine feeling. How is this only 5%? And, you know, what they showed me was this like funnel. And it's like the body has this capacity to hold the soul. But it's like the soul is constantly expanding at like lightning speed. Yeah. And the body is also uh, holding, a, you know, expanding its capacity. But it's like the catch up is like at this like 5% zone. But as you know, this collapse of understanding, the collapse of stories, the amount of um, energetic weight that was taking up volumes in the body has been released. And I was gardening the other day and I, and I heard, 
you're at 25% capacity. And I was like, dang, like, that's where we're at. Okay, like, 25%. Like, that's awesome, you know? So it's um, it's cool to have more data in that sense and less data in the other. And that's the paradox of it all, you know? It's in this quantum space. Just that hold it super loosely. It's just that's the only thing that works. It's just you have to hold all that data super loosely so that whatever's not needed can just slide away and whatever is needed in that moment can kind of come forward and just like slot itself into like, oh, this is coming through now. Like this is just increasingly just how I function in my day to day now as well, where yeah. I'm just like, la 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 la, I don't know what I'm gonna say next, but here it is, you know, and in my in my work with clients for quite some time, it's been very much where I'm like, I might have a sense of I think thematically we're gonna go here, you know, or they might say to me, like, this is really me to work on, you know, but it's very just like it's just it's just the flow. It's I mean, mm. intuitive is a word that we could use. I mm-hmm. it feels too small somehow, but it's, it's just beautiful. Just so beautiful. Just more and more of that pan dimensionality where it's just sort of like the more we're in time as a sphere instead of time as a line, the less we need to hold on to all bunch of information. Mm. Just don't need it. It's just like, it's all there around us. We grab what we need at the time and that's it. And it's so much more efficient, which, you know, efficiency is like, I'm like, I'm just obsessed with efficiency. Mm. Same. <laughs> and now, and like, instantly, I've, I've really figured out why. Like, the more I've come in these last few years into the pan-dimensional uh, access, I'm like, oh, that's why efficiency is so important to me. Because <laughs> it's just. Yeah, you don't want all that backlog. Who <laughs> needs it, you know? It's just, it's just, uh, it's just weight holding the hot air balloon down. Just, like, toss that ballast over, you mm. know? Yeah, I call it the When the X. Ex- Expon, you know, I, um, you made this motion with your hand and one of the visions that they've given me is like, like an eagle flying higher and higher and, and the eagle is disintegrating from the bottom as it is being reformed at the top. So it's like constantly dying, constantly being rebuilt as it's flying higher and it has to let go of what's underneath of it at the bottom side of, of what it's already surpassed to have the new to be built on top of and that's what allows it to to fly higher and higher so it's just whenever i think i just i get i get that you know that conceptual feeling yes of of transmutation and uh yeah it's the the whole new level of building the plane while flying it yes exactly Exactly. (laughs) so good so good oh my god that's so fun that's so fun oh my god so what are some fun stories that you feel like sharing, if any? Because I know you have so many. But just like, I just know people would just really love to hear one or two just completely ridiculous, fun Barrett stories. Because I know I love it. Well, because you talked about um, my former partner, Leo. And I was in Brazil during the pandemic and had to leave coming back to the U.S. at the end of my visa, not visa, they don't do visas, but you have to leave at a certain point. Um, so I'm leaving, <clears throat> and I had already been taking care of him because he was going through cancer and uh, stage four stomach and, and liver cancer. And earlier in the year, at a, he actually came to me because he's also very intuitive. And then um, one of my other psychic, very psychic friends was like, hey, like, there's a man close to you who either has COVID or cancer and he's going to die soon. And I'm like, okay. And at the time I thought maybe it was my dad or something. And so anyways, turns out he's the one that has cancer. And I go back to Brazil to assist him with that. And then I have to leave and (laughs) I get back to the U S I'm in Oregon. He's in Sao Paulo. And I get a call like two days after that he's in the ICU. He's had two cardiac arrests. Um, he's on a ventilator on a feeding tube. Um, like his whole system shutting down and they're giving him hours to live at this point. Mm-hmm. And 
I just sat there because he had, he'd been bleeding out earlier when I was away from Brazil and I would just sit and I would, I would move some energy and stop his bleeding. Cause he was like vomiting blood, like all these different things, just like super crazy, just tons of loss of blood. And I would like just bring all that blood and life force back into his energy and like seal whatever it was. And he would immediately stop bleeding. So I was like, you know, at this time, I'm like still kind of waking up to like what is actually possible. And uh, mind you, this is like 2020. So time flies quickly. Uh, 2021, actually. So I'm like, I don't know what I can do for him, but let me just sit and meditate and like see what I can do. So I sit down to meditate and I am immediately transported into the clearest psychic vision that I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm sitting sitting there in front of this long table of seven beings who called themselves the Council of Heaven. And I'm negotiating with them and, and watching also from behind myself. And I say, um, you know, he's not done. This is not the end of his life. Like, we need to do something. And they're like, well, you know, his body's really tired. His soul is ready to move on. And I was like, well, we, we need to order a walk-in. And they're like, of course, we can do that. Um, unfortunately, the difference between the frequency of that soul and his body is so great that it would fry the body. And I said, OK, well, let's let's add an addendum to this contract where this highest frequency of his soul, instead of frying the body, actually heals. Me. And they're like, oh, my God, we've never thought of that before. Of course, we can do that. So this contract comes out. I sign it. A 50 foot tall being named Raphael, uh, spelt in the Portuguese way, comes forward and lays his head in my lap. And I'm being guided through this process to ensure that the frequency of the soul and the body are a match and that the contract could be completed. So I do all this. I come out of this meditation like I've tried to avoid all the stuff my entire life. My life is filled with these ridiculous stories. And I'm always just like, whatever that was, and, like, move on with my day, you know? And so I'm like, okay, whatever, and then I just, like, go to bed, and I wake up in the morning, and I'm very, like, telepathic with people that are on planet and um, on the other side or whatever you want to call it, and there's a frequency band of when someone's on this side or when they're on the other side, in form or not form. And I hear my ex on the other side and I just start crying. I'm like, oh my God, he, he passed away. Like, and a couple hours later, I get a text from his friend and he's at the hospital with him. And I'm like, Hey, like, how's Leo? And like, you know, what's going on? Just like confirm like kind of what happened that he passed away. And he's like, well, actually Leo's had a miraculous turnaround. Um, he has no signs of COVID. All his organs have stabilized. Um, he's off the feeding tube, off the ventilator. And if he continues improving, he'll be removed from the ICU in a couple of hours. And I'm like, not COVID with cancer, COVID and cancer. Oh, both. Oh, wait. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah, stage four, stage four cancer, uh, stomach and, and liver plus, uh, the COVID, which is like really what set him. Um, so. And he's off the respirator, everything. Everything completely off, off the ventilator, off the feeding tube, no signs of COVID. His organs have stabilized within 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And, um, the next day, um, I'm talking to his friend and he's like, yeah, like Leo's like coming off all the drugs, you know, the anesthesia and stuff. Um, but it's really strange. He just keeps repeating over and over and over in this kind of half wake, half sleep way, uh, the name Raphael. And I just get like full body chills because I haven't shared my experience with anyone at this point. And so I'm just like, Oh, really interesting. <laughs> And then, oh yeah, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and then the next day, on the third day, he, his friend is talking to me, and he's like, "Hey, like, um, you know, Leo's all all back again. He's like, he's you know, fully awake, but it's really interesting because he's 
telling me to tell you the most bewildering thing I've ever been asked to, to share with someone. And Leo wants you to know that he knows that you know that he had a near-death experience and he was watching you negotiate for his soul from the other side and was waiting to see which side he should go. <laughs> and I just was like blissed out of my mind for like at least two weeks realizing like, because one of my deepest prayers as a child was seeing, you know, my parents are Christian missionaries, seeing what Jesus was doing. And I was like, I want to resurrect someone like that's cool. And in that moment, I realized I was like, oh, this is what Jesus was doing. Like he was just like ordering walk-ins from their highest soul lineage to heal the body. Like he was just bringing in that energy into the body and having the body instantly heal. And two weeks later, he, we, I mean, we just detailed everything together. Like, what did you see when you were in heaven? He talked to his dad. He would told me mysteriously, like two weeks before this, he's like, I don't know what it means, but I'm getting this message that I have to go see my father who had already passed and come back down so I can live my life purpose. And I'm like, okay, the day he died was Father's Day in Brazil. Ugh. And so all, all of this is happening. And then he's like his human and his soul are, are trying to go back and forth and like with what has occurred. And this quote unquote nurse is taking care of him in the hospital. And I'm like, no, this nurse is not a nurse. It's Archangel Raphael. And it's giving you an external confirmation of the energy that's integrating into your body. And he, you know, his human couldn't understand this at this point. You know, before he met, he met me, he wasn't intuitive. And then, you know, now he's in like Brazil's premier, like astrology and tarot school and like super intuitive to a, like a crazy degree because we activated each other in these ways. And so, and, and one of the things that I told him and kind of why we broke up, I was like, these little like narcissistic tendencies, like you need to deal with them. And he would never hear it from me, which is fine. But, you know, and saying it out of love, of course, but it's funny. He was at this amazing park in Sao Paulo. It's like one of my favorite places there. And He's sitting on the grass on a blanket and he's telling me that this nurse, Archangel, my, uh, Archangel Raphael shows up to him in person. And this is the first time that he talks to this being. And this being says the first thing he says, you need to deal with your narcissism. And that, that's when he just starts laughing and like, okay, I get it. Like I can, you know, work through this energy. And he said he finally understood what I meant when I said this entity is not a, a human, it's an angel when it opened its hands and there were eyes in its palms. And prior, just a few minutes, not a few minutes, a few days before this, I was texting him images from Google search of Archangel Raphael. And he's like, how do you know? How do you know this person? Like you, you didn't see him. And I'm like, no, this is like literally an archangel. And this is what people say he looks like. And you're confirming that that's what that is. So, you know, digest that. <laughs> and eventually we do this. I organize this, um, incredible, uh, integration embodiment session with all these different healers in, in, um, in New York and translators and, he sees this Archangel Raphael finally show up one more time in this healing session and he spun and fell into his body and felt this whole rippling restructuring of his entire being um, and that he could move through the process still of his journey, but through this new soul, like really fully integrating and, and moving through. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever it's regardless. Um you know, the integration of his soul and then the walk-in experience that I've, um, I didn't realize what I was doing for him was actually training for my own process. And so I've moved through my own integration of my own new soul, um, which is coming in. And it's kind of this like phasing in, phasing out, you know, Barrett. I don't know if that will always be my name. Probably not. Um, Cause I look at it sometimes and I'm like, that's definitely not my name, <laughs> but um, so it's just interesting to like guide, you know, learn how to like do this walking experience and then guide myself through it. And then I kind of like how we met, as you were saying at the beginning, you were mentioning like, oh yeah, you're, you're telling, you're teaching them how to do the walk-ins that are going to occur. 
at this time, I think it was like August or November or something of that year. Um, and they didn't know how to, how to do this yeah, particular process. It was, process. Big it was coming. Yeah. I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah. No good memory. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just been, uh, yeah, that was, that was a wild and cool, incredible story. So, so yeah. <laughs> Make sure I don't want to miss this. I want, I want you to tell people what kind of work you do so that if they want to work with you, they, they can reach out because you're so much fun to work with. And, uh, and I just want to make sure that people who are like, oh, wait, I want, I want some of this. So they kind of understand like some of the things that you or address or I, however, whatever words you want to put on that. Absolutely. My work is drastically changing right now. Um, it's updating the moment by moment. The things that I'm learning are just expanding. And I realized, um, through this work that I've been doing this morning, like, all these influences in my galactic chart point to this new medicine. And so I'm bringing through this whole understanding of how the body works on like a frequency level. And it's been through experiences of like, you know, like quantumly healing, um, you know, the staph infection. I've pulled Epstein-Barr out of people's bodies and sepsis and integrated schizophrenia, like all these different things, because it's, it's like, I just go in and I'm asked, like, show me what I need to resolve. And it's like my willingness to go to the nth degree to find the last little grain of sand that could possibly be, you know, it's like the sensitivity that I've been initiated into, um, and self-initiated myself into is like that story of the princess with the thousand mattresses and it's like the oh, one the that's totally yes. talking about that oh my god that's hilarious i say that i'm like i'm totally the princess in the pea and i talk about it both <laughs> my physical like how i am in my physical but also because it's like that's how we are in the energetic it's like i don't know there's like a gazillion little energy lines i'm feeling them all. yes so it's 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 like that granular level that's that's so important um but so the work that i've been doing is is um inventing this whole new system of of working with the body um where it doesn't matter what it is whatever if it's emotional if it's integrating ascension or embodiment or healing physical disease or thought patterns or ways of being it's like i go in and i just ask and i and i work with um the record keepers or whoever you want to call it, these two beings that came to me one time and said, you have access to the Akashic records. And I'm like, whatever that means. And I just moved on with my life. Like, okay. And I was like, why are you guys ugly? Like, I literally was just like, why are you ugly? Like your faces are weird. Like what's going on here? And they just like, we're just expanding frequency all the time. And I'm like, cool. Well, thank you. And they're like, okay, bye. And, uh, but from that day forward, um, my work completely shifted. I never really thought about it, but when I when I see them with me in this new time sphere, when I'm really seeing myself in this new time sphere, I always see them as two. I never really oh. thought about it, but as two. But there's also like many inside the two. I feel, um, mm. but I see them as two. Like literally, we all, the image that they give me always is like we're basically like riding a motorbike that has like a sidecar, and they're sitting in it with me, and we're like, what? I love that. Yeah, they they. They're for me. They're always standing up. Yeah, they're always standing up, and they have like, like this is a whole new like because it's a whole new thing for them. Like to them, it's like this is all fun for them too. You know, they've never had the opportunity in this whole cosmos to have this experience of we don't know what's happening. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting. You know, um, my whole kind of the crux of everything that I do is the cutting edge of consciousness, whatever has never been created before and doing it in more efficient paths, more efficient ways with new technologies, new um, information that doesn't even that word, what I'm trying to transmit here in that moment is, is not even information. It's like what like created master, information. New master frequency templates, the new master frequency codes. These are the phrases that I tend to use and they're woefully inadequate, but they're all I got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so I it's like I, I yeah. just go and I see like yeah. what is possible um, and then add to that. I'm like, oh, this feels off. You know, it's that granular like princess in the bee, as you're saying, um, and do soul 
embodiment upgrades and I do half day retreats with people. Um, uh, kind of like what we did, as you said, I'm actually soon going to start launching that, um, in person here on the islands doing half day retreats with people, um, in groups, but also, um, personally. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just. Want to flight, get to Maui, man. It's amazing. Yeah, Maui, Oahu, Kauai, wherever you want to get activated for sure. Love it. So fun. Yeah, well, I'll make sure that all your links and stuff are in the show notes so people know how to find you. So if you're listening to this, just look down in the show notes. That's it. That's how to get in touch with Barrett and get all the good, fun stuff going. I love it so much. All right. Well, I feel like this is just the conversation keeps going, but we really want, I, we really wanted to get into this kind of collapse of understanding and really just help people for me, like, mm, okay. So a couple of things want to come through kind of in closing. So I really wanted to help people with the experience that I'm confident that people are having more and more, which is to have more and more of a sense of like, what happened to my memory? I don't know what's going on, but, and, and, and also a sort of a sense of time being very, very radically different and just, just I talked many times about this idea of like a tree frog mind, you know, where you're like grippy on the ideas and on the stories, like just let it go. Just find that slipstream of energy, be in the slipstream, let the slipstream carry you. You've got you, <laughs> right? Like it's good. And to not worry about it. And, um, you know, there's a lot, I think there's a lot going on in terms of like current planetary energetics that are gorgeous and beautiful. Everything I shared in the last transmission just continues to expand and unfurl and open. And it's amazing. I, I hope that everybody's getting lots of physical time in nature as much as possible. Um, and I hope that you're getting a lot of access or exposure to sunlight as much as possible correct for kind of your own body type and whatnot. Um, really, really, really important these days in whatever way it feels good to you. And I'm not talking about you have to go out and do like sun gazing, whatever, to everybody to their own, to their own thing there. But it just, it's just important. And resting, 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 resting. Like you feel tired, honor that. Let your body lead. Understand that what you're doing, what you're creating, what you're being is so much more than any of the physical artifacts of doing this that we're used to thinking about as being the primary things. Those are almost irrelevant at this point. And it's been a very interesting moving into the, the new time sphere has been this really interesting experience around, well, what do I, what do I want? And at the same time, with this kind of increasing voice around deconstruct identity, deconstruct more deconstructing of identity, more deconstructing of identity has been this like, okay, how, okay, well, what does that mean for what do I want? You know, <laughs> and just kind of going around like within myself and finding like where there are things that need to be collapsed down, like nope, collapse that, collapse that around kind of identity or assumptions so that I can really, cause I can't really come into this empty new time sphere with any of the old stuff. And this mm. is it's like a subset of what I've been talking about around the new spiral doesn't let you bring certain things forward. This is like a different subset of that, right? And I've been speaking, you know, from last year about the bonus round, own sort of subset. So you can keep playing whatever game you want and you can, you don't have to come into this new time sphere. And in fact, I don't think hardly anyone's really in it. I think we're all just, any of us who are even aware of it are just barely like, okay, I'm in it for an hour. Whoop, I got pulled back. Ever, you know, deconstructing identity is still required. Like, okay, I'm in it. Whoop, I'm in it. You know, I'm in it for a half a day, whatever. So it's like, it just, it keeps having this feeling of like, kind of like moving over the threshold into a new empty room. And then like, Bloop. Nope. Sorry, sir. I can't come in just yet. Like we're not open yet for business. And it's like, no, no, but I want to come in. Like, I love this new room. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Just let it be, baby. Just let it be. Yeah. I would love to give a visceral experience of yeah. the collapsed understanding. And just a few moments of, like, it feels just, yeah. 
allowing your soul's direct connection to guide anything from the collapse of understanding that is ready to activate, integrate, and embody. All beliefs, ideas, understandings, perspectives, or perceptions that are ready to be surrendered and allowing your soul's direct connection to collaborate and bringing in new resources. and integrating and expressing them equally throughout all layers and levels of being, discovered or undiscovered. And resolving to completion any related or associated energies, frequencies, waves, or thought forms that would disallow the complete integration of this resolution now. Show me. Aloha ma'a. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs>